Welcome to another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm your host, Tom, and with me as always are... Steve, Ward, Mike, <laughs> and Dan. Apparently Ward couldn't think of anything Ward, funny to say this time. Oh, Ward. We spent so much time on it. No, and we encouraged you Tom so much. Tom was rushing me. I didn't right. rush you. Dan just pressed record. Well, for those of you listening, we have a very special episode of Hobby Night in Canada today. We're going to be talking about an event that we just put on. It came from out of the basement. After that, we're going to be talking about things that we all do to get in the mood... Oh god! Uh, for painting, for painting. <laughs> I don't know what else Speak to do. For and we'll finish it off talking about changes we've gone through in the last twenty years. <laughs> wow! Interesting uh, intro there. Um, don't forget questions. Oh yeah, we got quite a viewer questions. Well, again, absolutely, we'll finish it off again. with questions. So let's start off with this week in hobby, and I think the best place to start there is what we've all done for the painting challenge. Steve? Steve? Uh, crickets. Actually, <laughs> I have some stuff to talk about later on what gets me in the mood to paint, because I've had a pretty serious round of painter's block, and I think I might be through it. What's a browned? Round. <laughs> I, I, I heard a Pretty serious brown. <laughs> I think that's what happens after a large pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I browned my pants. <laughs> oh my god. Or what have you been working on? Uh, I was all psyched to play in Out of the Basement, and I painted some stuff, and I... Whiffed. What, I whiffed? Didn't show up? Didn't go? I had, fam- I had family stuff to deal with. Dumped so. us? No, yeah, that's fair. When, you, close, when so. you have family issues, that's that's an acceptable So, But I, right. I did manage to get some um, Ottomans finished, painted, and... And a war jack. And a war jack. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm, was it I'm the amazed. executioner or something? What's that thing called? <laughs> That's the extreme juggernaut. Like your extreme right. juggernaut for the sure. for the Kador. So, and then I painted the Ottomans, and I also built the fucking Rumilis class star fort. Whoa, that thing is a pain can in I, the ass. Can I go get mine? Go get yours. Okay, that thing building it is a pain in the ass. The molds are horrible on it. So, oh, this coming from the mold master. They're was, really bad. It that was means. bad news. It took me a while. So, I'm not gonna lie. That was me. Oh, uh, well, let's see. I painted a bunch of dystopian stuff, and then I got um, ADD, and I went to a little bit of zombie side, and then I went to a little bit of Firestorm, and then I went to, God help me, War Machine. I painted up my first War Machine. Don't game. eat my Remulis class star for it. <laughs> so you picked <laughs> up some uh, Retribution, like yes, the starter box, Yes, right? the starter box. Nice. Put it together and painted, up, painted up one of them on Monday, so... I'm in now. Right on, man. What about you, Dan? Um, he's in deep. <laughs> he's got a bad. It's so, so, it's so deep. And he's in the mood. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I painted up uh, another fire spray for X-Wing. I painted up a couple of uh, great eagles for wood elves. And uh, to keep things extra random, I also painted up some my scouts for Raven Guards. So they need like a tiny little bit of work, but I'm still counting the points because they're like an hour away. So Yeah, close enough. By the time this is Within broadcast, yes. They're, sure. They're way, they're way more than game legal, so we'll leave it that way. Way more than game legal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the technical term. I worked on getting my pirates done for my mercenary army, so I got a unit of five, six sea dogs done with the three riflemen and walls. 
I got a bunch more characters done. Got Drake McBain done, finally. And wrong eye snapped on a bull snapper. You have to talk like McBain from The Simpsons. Mendoza. Mandatory. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. But, uh, uh, so what's the running tally, Dan? All right, so total uh, for this week, myself, I got twenty-one. Uh, Tom, you got thirty-five points. Mike, forty-five. Award twenty-eight painted and eleven assembled. Woo! And, wow, that was like in stereo. That was amazing. And I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you my tally. It's a whopping zero. Uh, so for the Hobby Night in Canada total, we were at uh, one forty, and John this week painted what looks like eighty-eight small models, and I think <laughs> what? <laughs> like ten, 10 vehicles or like monsters, and um, I think he did one like super heavy, no, it was Land Raider. That's what was in the super heavy class. So yeah, he got 164 points. We almost got him this week. We Sean, almost caught him have, once. Do you have a sweatshop out in Provost? Because it doesn't make any sense to me how you can do 88 small models, a Land Raider, and a bunch of other vehicles in a week. That was two well, weeks. Well, that's two weeks. Two weeks. That's, well, that's still pretty close so to Steve, superhuman levels. For you to figure this out, the first step is to sit down at your painting table and pick I got, up the brush. I picked up a brush. Did you finish a model? No, I finished something else. We'll Which talk about that later. Okay, yeah. talk about in the mood. But I did talk to John over the weekend, and he did say that uh, his girlfriend was talking to him, and she realized that we were catching up, and so she told him to crush us. Oh no! Wow, that's <laughs> mean. Like, that's just mean. At that point in time, we we're we're done. I, 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 so oh, we were done before he, we started. I don't think he, he was really has, thinking too hard. He now has never give up. Thumbs up from the girlfriend. So. Permission from the girlfriend to go all out like hobby lockdown mode is a little crazy. Yeah, this I could be can't bad. Imagine what that would be like. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so anyway, the running total. Um, we're we are at three hundred nine, and John is at four hundred and fifty six. So. If we all start firing on all cylinders, we can still keep this thing close and firing keep it respectable. On all yeah, I know. I had a car that was Wait, not Steve? firing on two cylinders before. It was really bad. I don't recommend it. So we should get so I should all start cylinders going. I should start painting. Yeah. Is, there, is, is there a five-cylinder car that I'm just Plenty. not aware of? Okay, cool. Plenty so that, that's an option. Yeah, it's right now we're on four. Dos painting. <laughs> Dos painting. <laughs> Okay. We're currently so, a shitty Volkswagen. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very shitty. Uh, so I guess moving on, we've got the Out of the Basement, it came from Out of the Basement July tournament, which is, I think in its, this was its seventh year now? Yep. This was seven in the bag. Um, so that's awesome. It was a great did weekend. You, there was a... Did you say seven in the bag? Seventh in the bag. Yep. Okay. All right. What do you think? What do you think I said? Oh, that's why I thought we you weren't said. sure. We were checking. Why would that be a problem? Well, explain to us why you thought that was a problem. that you like are speaking in tongues right now and I know. Talk about I know. Browned. <laughs> browned my pants. <laughs> I was just I was just clarifying. That's all. Keep going, Tom. Okay, so it was great. This is probably one of the most diverse events we've ever run because we had, as you've heard before, leading up to this podcast, basically everything, except for X Wing. Except for X Wing, I win by default. Yay! <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the, for me, the two highlights was uh, running the Malifaux event on the Friday night. We had a great turnout for that, a lot of yep. good guys. And I gotta say, the Malifaux community is really upping their painting game. Like, out of all of the tournaments we had this weekend, they probably had, across the board, the nicest looking models. What did you say, most improved from last year, or just generally that's the standard? I don't even know if it's improved, because they had a lot of really good looking stuff in January as well. Cool, that's awesome. Like yeah, the, really the guys that are into it, I mean, part of it's I think because the model count is a little bit lower in that game. But yeah, there's a lot of really 10, there's a lot of really enthusiastic um, hobbyists that are involved, like Derek, who you know taught me to paint back in the day. Oh, and, yeah, uh, old GW manager Derek, yeah. he's in Malifaux. Derek he of the last yeah. name yeah. that I don't want to pronounce. 
Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's awesome. You ask you? <laughs> yeah, he's you a hell of a You player. ask you a question? <laughs> what is the answer? I don't know. I'm just making The answer is maybe knowing how to... His last name scares me, but he's a good painter. He's a very good painter. So that's that's yeah. awesome to hear. No, so it was fantastic. It ran really smooth. Everyone seemed to have a lot of fun. Um, how many players up for that? Uh, we had ten. Which That's for good. for gambling now it was four so last year. From four from no, last year. No, it was seven last year. It was a seven. Oh, it was seven. Okay, it was seven still last up year. by about three. Because I rang years. last year okay. uh, at the uh, January event. Still a good percent increase. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, I guess I should also shout out the Infinity guys. We had four uh, last time and the January event, and yeah. we had fourteen. I heard it explode. And the only reason we didn't have more is that we didn't have enough Infinity scenery. Because yeah. that Infinity could, scenery uh, is insane. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's very dense. There, you need a lot just for one. It's worse it, than drop zone, I think. Does yeah. at least like double the scenery on a good Infinity table compared to a good forty k table, and not like a minimum forty k table, like, like it's forty k table that you rolled from the rule book kind of thing. Like that's. You double that. Yeah, like you're you're covering at least. It seems like with Infinity, you're covering like at least fifty percent of yep, the table in like line of sight blocking terrain with multiple levels. Like it is really cool to watch those games. Unfolding. I don't know enough about Infinity, but the way the table layout it reminds me a lot of Necromunda. Yes. Yep. And the, well, that actually kind of appeals to me. The models aesthetic, I'm not sold on, but the fact that the scenery is similar to Necromunda really seems like well, a good thing. Well, and Malifaux is exactly the same way with Mordheim. We, in fact, used a bunch of more time scenery for it. That's You're cool. welcome. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> cool. What was uh, the next one? Uh, well, I got to participate in the War Machine team event. That was on was, the Sunday. Which was on the Sunday. Kind of a WTC-style event, where normally those are teams of five players, where we only had teams of three. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. I think I should try and not be so hungover and overtired before playing War Machine. I heard that you brought your team down. So we should talk about the pub quiz that's, later. That's what I heard, too. Uh, no, our team brought our team down. There was... Your jackets sure didn't, though. Or your vests. Yes. Those were awesome. Yeah, they were, they were something else. Very stylish. Uh, but no, it was... <laughs> On that I note. think it was scotch until 3 in the morning that really did us in. Yeah, that'll do it to anybody. Yeah, you, you have to think about a, a game in the morning after well, that? No, the real problem is that I underestimated how hot and muggy it would be. And so imagine being... Oh, it's seven years in, in a row that you've been there. It's always hot and muggy. You should know this by now. But I never get to play. All right, that's fair. That's and you do excuse. you do feel a lot harder. Like when you're whoa, you feel you a lot feel harder. Nice. But um, when you're playing the game, <laughs> like you're, we both you know, can't talk. Yeah, it's there's something going around, I guess. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, like when you're actually playing the game, I find that a lot too. Like you get kind of like you know flustered. You're thinking more. Yeah. You're sweating. You get nervous. Oh, totally. You're, you're totally. feeling it on like a hot summer day. If you're gaming, you feel it way more. I mean, volunteering this year, it really wasn't bad. But when you're playing, it is oh, yeah, bad. Yeah. And so I was just sweating everything out in the worst possible way. Mm, I'm and glad I didn't have to play around you. I bet you smelled phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Were you contributing to Gamer Funk? I don't think so, because I try to keep clean. <coughs> oh, well, that's, a, that's a step. Yeah. But you do have long hair, and you were really hungover, so I feel like you had two out of the three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Gamer, Gamer Funk is specifically not being clean. That's just like... Alcoholic scent. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> fair. All right. All right. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, that that went really discussion. well. We uh, we had a couple locals win the team event for that one. It was Kieran Frazier and Dana. A shout out for him, the guy that won best sport in the date in the event before on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. The steamroller uh, took his team to victory with an 0-3 record. Whoa. Wow. The way it works is you have to always win, win at least two out of the three games. Yeah. And Kieran and Frazier won their games every time. 
and Dana wrote, and they jumped in last minute on the Saturday to be his team. Whoa. <laughs> Alright, that's weird. So Get on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dana. Not Kieran or Frazier for, you know, winning or anything. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. No, but it was a lot of fun. Riding Everyone the coattails really... to victory. That's all you need. Yeah. it's There's always going to be a, a Super Bowl ring for the guy on the bench, right? Oh, yeah, totally. That's awesome. But uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, all joking aside. Uh, the steamroller went really well. We had... I think more people for War Machine than 40k in fantasy this year. Yep. Yeah, I heard that. That's, uh, that's shocking to me. Well, actually, no, it's not. From the from a historical standpoint, that's amazing. From a what's happened recently, not surprised. Well, it's kind of funny. We've talked about things like uh, how Malifaux is so much like Mordheim and Infinity is so much like Necromunda. But really, with Games Workshop pricing themselves out of the market in a lot of ways, all these other companies are filling all of those niches. Yeah, it and everyone like a lot loves of- them. And I also heard that a lot of the uh, the hardcore 40k and fantasy players were just playing War Machine. They just kind of weren't there. Like, there were some uh, 40k hardcore faithful, and there were some fantasy hardcore faithful, and a few new players in each, but for a large percentage of those those ex-faithful players, they were all playing War Machine, yeah. which is kind of yep. cool. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, Mike, you got to run the Drop Zone I did. It, it was a small turnout. A lot of people didn't have time to paint up their models, but uh, the cool thing is, is everybody brought a different faction. So we did a round nice. robin, and everybody got to play against a faction. So it was four players. Yeah. Nice. It's awesome. Yeah. One of each. One Sheltari, One PHR. One Scourge. And one UCM. That's awesome. Who was Almost like you planned it. That one? What's that? Who Who won on that? That one? would be. Um, <clears throat> oh. It was either Jeff, Curtis, oh. or Bradford. 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 It was Bradford. Nice. Bradford. What was he playing? It was UCM. Really? Oh, that's yep, good. Yep. I'm not totally surprised. Their infantry, just with the hordes of yep, them, is And good. he showed me some really good ways to use the longbows, which I will be picking up now. <laughs> you will <laughs> be picking them up? Yep. Yeah, just trust uh, me. Is the yeah, key forgetting to go to ground on your flyers? Yes, that is, there's so the, another one. Don't do that. That's bad, the key to victory, bad. is to forget to duck when there's missiles flying your way. <laughs> yeah, I lost like a third of my army twice in a row because I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, killed all your troop carriers full of troops. Shot them right out of the what sky. Scourge. I just played Scourge. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, Scourge PHR. You're going to love Prowler's Ward. Oh, God. You're going to love them. You can't yeah. deal with them. You can't you deal with them. You don't have fire at all. <laughs> Prowlers, I, I don't like them. I'll just flip the board. Okay. All right. There we go. But no, I mean, will work. You will send approximately really 32 time. Prowlers flying, so will, that's good. I will win. Well, the cardboard scenery makes it really easy to table flip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah not a lot of resistance. I don't need to use a lot of... Well, there will be a lot of resistance in August. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. In a very that was, ponderful that sense. That was lame. No, it's not I am lame. so excited for no this resistance. army. You just want the buses. Everybody no, wants a I want bus, the dude. Foot Clan drilling machines. Have you seen their drop ships? They have these big drills that open up, and then the door drops down. Like, their dropships are subterranean mining drills. So straight out of 2nd edition slash Ninja Turtles. Yes! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I thought you would like that. Well, there was the... You better paint the, like, the Foot Clan on the side of them. I'm really tempted now, to be honest with you. Like, a white foot will be their logo. What, is, what does the infantry look like? Can you paint them as Foot Clan? Can you uh, maybe. I could do a purple, black, and purple gray. And black. You could. Yeah. Their infantry are so small that you could get away with just doing the purple, black, and gray. And even if they don't have, like, the Foot Clan, like, helmet things going on, you'd probably be okay. Well, yeah, because it's, what, 10 mil? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to paint the buses like the uh, the turtle vans and shit like with that. Oh, my God! Yeah. Pizza shooters! <laughs> oh, man! 
Ninja Turtles themed uh, resistance. That's going to be amazing. That would be awesome. Oh, man. I'm actually really excited for that. I, I, we need to keep talking about... Uh, so for a Zinger piece, we need to do the Technodrome. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Can, 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 you, can you also make two like cars like the flying neutrino cars? Yes. Yeah. I, does anybody... Do you know what their HQ is? No, no, that I don't know. Because I wonder if they have, like, a single model. Because a Resistance HQ, I, I don't know if they're going to have, like, a bear APC or that kind of thing where they have, like, a vehicle. Oh, they'll have a command vehicle. You think they will? But if they, they have, have to. If they, they have, have a to. single model for whatever reason, April O'Neil. <laughs> for the eye in the sky? <laughs> she whiz. Okay, so. I think it's an awesome idea. Um, yeah. Moving on, Dan, you ran the Attack Wing event. Yes, I did. Uh, we ran the Arena OP kit that was uh, i believe it was lang that provided that so uh thanks to lang for cool. providing the cer- uh, scenery packs and um the tokens and the gorn he's prize ships and stuff helpful like that. for all the events for attack wing so yeah absolutely so, uh we had a couple of drops for that as well but uh, in the end um i ended up running it for the four other gentlemen that played and uh yeah we all had a good time everybody either walked away with one of the awards or the prize ships so nobody left home or nobody went home empty-handed I really can't talk today. Who was the most successful captain in the uh, captain battles? Oh. And I mean person. Um, the, well, the most successful player was, um, I believe, Jeff with the, um, he had a Klingon list where he had a lot of like medium, I think he had five captains. Most of them were like the medium skill ones. So he was the best at building bamboo cannons. Yes. He Good built you, many Jeff. bamboo cannons and shot many little cars. diamonds at lizards. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it worked out quite well for him. He, I believe he had like significantly more points every game than just tabling the opponent because you get bonus points for killing the captains yeah. yeah so out of like a maximum 375 points based on kills he got something like 560 or something insane from Holy. all the bonus points so like wow. he was he tabled everybody every game and had almost all of his captains survive every game so like he cleaned up that's awesome and if anybody hasn't seen the arena op uh scenario you should take a look at it or try and get your hands on it because it is based off of probably one of my favorite Original Trek series ep- episodes with the Gorn. So cool. Great idea for a scenario. A lot of fun to play. And that very epic, like, diagonal rock precipice yep. piece that is referenced <laughs> in so many cartoons and sci-fi And shown in Bill and Ted. Ted. And in Bill and Ted, absolutely. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Bogus they Journey. Even, oh, they even have that episode all playing on they're, TV they're in the watching, background. Yeah, they're watching the episode of Kirk running up, and then the evil Bill oh and Ted God, take I did not them know out that. there, and then they walk up the Yeah, so when they get the tossed off the rock in the desert, it is from the scene... Like, exactly from the scene that they were watching that. earlier. Yeah. It's that awesome. That is awesome. That's super, like, meta or something. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's very postmodern for Bill and Ted. <laughs> but, uh... That's what I'm going to name my two big jacks. Bill and Ted? Yeah. My Will two. they go on Excellent Adventures? <laughs> or Bogus <laughs> Journeys. <laughs> Hopefully Excellent Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to kind of wrap that up a little bit, uh, I'd like to thank all the volunteers that we had. There's a lot of people that put a lot of time into putting scenery together and getting everything day of. And there was Dystopian Wars. Moving on. Well, we didn't play Dystopian Wars, did we? Oh, Mike ran it. Yeah, that was one of the tournaments. There, there was a big turnout for that, too. How many there? people played in Dystopian Wars? Oh, yeah, Dystopian Wars. It was... Ten? Eight. Ten. ten? Was oh, that's ten. actually good. Oh, that's it was really ten, good. yeah. How many, ten. did they play three games? Uh, yeah, everybody played three games. So we first we games gave, um, again went super long. Oh my god, <laughs> it was we scheduled two and a half hours, but it, we kind of let them go for three, and most of them got to at least the second round. Dystopian <laughs> is the most social community. I have never seen a gaming system where most people where 
all players talk more than they play, which is good, and I'm totally cool with that, but it's just bizarre to watch. Like, everybody's just chatting and not playing the game and having a great time. And then they just kind of go, and you win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get, well, you know what? You're ahead. And I think like, you played two turns! You sunk my battleship. You win. <laughs> Maybe. I vaguely so, remember hearing, actually, there were a shitload of draws for that exact reason. Nobody was finishing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Barnaby sitting at the table with the laptop was like, draw, draw, draw. Oh my god, somebody won a game. <laughs> Something must have happened before they ran out of time. That's amazing. <laughs> so, do we know? Do you remember who won that event? Oh, uh, I hear you. If those weekends, yeah, there's a lot going on. It was on. Curtis, I think, because it's the second time in a row. Oh, isn't Curtis it? W. Yeah, yeah. He won. Or whatever? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, and uh, it was. Was it the other? Oh, Jesus! The Pro- no, it wasn't the Prussians. It was the uh, the British fleet won best painted. Nice. For Michael something. I'm really bad for names. Baldwin? I can't remember. No. I um, don't know. Yeah, you don't know either. And, uh, <laughs> Jesus, who was best I'm Ron Burgundy? Uh, That's okay. Remember. It doesn't matter. All the results are being posted, posted anyways. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of names going around. But, uh, in general, everybody had a really good time. And I'm yeah. not surprised. That group is bizarre. They have a ton of fun, sort of half playing. Well, it's really inter- good. It's we, interesting to see because all of these other games have all of the guys that I used to love playing these like fantasy and 40k with are all just migrating over. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, I'm actually excited to maybe play some dystopian with uh, you guys in the next couple of days. Wow, and, right? Tuesday. and Dan's Ooh. got stuff on the way. So yeah, 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 you're in. Yeah, gonna paint up some mighty South the. Uh, Federated States of America. <laughs> Can you just put America on the side of it? We've, we've I've come up with an idea for that crappy orange paint. Paint everything exactly like the General Lee. Oh! <laughs> there you go. Okay, yeah, we were talking yeah. about this earlier, and All it the sounds awesome. All the in the Union, or the, the South flag, what is it? The, uh, oh, what kind of thing? The Jack. Union, or no, uh, the not the Union Well, Jack. the Confederate flag. Confederate flag, flag. Confederate yeah. flag. thank you. That would be, I think that would be very offensive and <laughs> awesome. And kind of fitting, considering. And Dan would have to drive his boats South. at all times into islands. Yes, and I, was, jump them. I was talking <laughs> about hitting islands at speed and trying to jump over other islands. So, Dan, the awesome. thing about dystopian wars, when you hit islands at speed, you crash. That's kind of what happens with the Hazard Boys. There's a reason why there's no, no whatever year of car that is doesn't exist anymore because they crashed them all. <laughs> like that show. I think that was a '69 Charger. Yeah, that show like single-handedly wiped out the '69 Charger. So yeah. Yep. So the, the South single-handedly pretty much destroyed Chargers. That's one of the reasons why they're quite rare to find. <laughs> okay then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are there any? Were there any other events that I missed? There was fantasy and 40k happened. That was just, cool. I also just wanted to mention, like, how much did you guys raise for the food bank there? Oh yeah, I didn't get a final tally. Um, it was a little less than last January, but it was still like two of those eight foot tables, uh, quite covered in gotcha. food. So yes. probably my guess was around 500 pounds then from our previous uh, years. Probably around right. that. In January, I think it was right around a thousand pounds, and I don't think it was quite the same haul this time around, but still pretty significant, that's yeah. for sure. And way more With than the two-day events, you they would have had if we didn't do it. Exactly. Especially during the summer, they have... They, I'm happy to help out with that stuff, so uh, it's yeah. tough for them this time of year with no students on campus. Yes, so. absolutely. Um, so yeah, as I was saying, thanks for the volunteers. Thanks to everyone that came out and played. Uh, we're going to be doing it again January 24th and 25th of next year. Cool. Stay tuned for more details. Um, <laughs> that was my segue music, but it didn't really work. That out. was really weird. Okay. <laughs> so, on a very special ep- uh, segment of Hobby Break, 
Javi break. You should do more of like a Barry White voice. There's the seg. Don't don't even try. Just don't <laughs> no, just, I want to hear Ward do I'm it like a Barry pra- White. I'm gonna practice. For practice it. and do it next week. Okay, nice. And nice. well, next week guard. we're not gonna be doing what gets you in the mood. That's why he gets to paint. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, it, tonight would be the fitting night to do it. <laughs> just just do it. Come on, don't laugh. No pressure. I can't, I can't do it now. Just catch us off guard while just we're like, talking, right in the middle, just out of nowhere. Oh, hobby break. <laughs> so if anyone actually heard that, it's kind of rapey. <laughs> Awkward. Just, just slightly. What did you? What? <laughs> yeah, I think Mike was doing something in Ward's front pocket while that was going on. So. All right, moving on. Really so, <laughs> what gets you in the mood to paint? Steve, I think you've got a little story to tell us. I think I win for. Uh, so I. I've been having a tremendous case of uh, painter's block. Like, I have not been able to uh, get a color scheme together that makes any sense to me that I want to paint. I can't even find a model that I want to paint, it seems like. So I decided uh, today to leave work a little early and go by the art store and pick up a canvas and try my hand at painting a canvas and just slap some paint and color on a medium that I've never used before and just entirely to have fun. And it was awesome. I had a huge amount of fun, and I'm apt to paint again. It was really weird how how exciting it was. Does that make sense to anyone? Oh, totally. Yeah? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. I felt like a weirdo while I was doing it, because I've never painted canvas in my life before. Well, I think a more accurate analog for uh, a lot of gamers out there is, for me, if I'm ever getting really tired of working on a certain project, you switch to a new one. And right? I guess if you switch to enough proj- through enough different projects, having to switch to an entirely different medium makes sense. Yeah, like I'd gone through four game systems where I've looked at all the models and gone, I need to paint these. God, I don't want to paint these right now. And I just couldn't find anything that I actually wanted to put uh, put paint on. So this seemed to, to cure my ailment. So I'm uh, excited to... I'm going to at least finish up uh, finally that night that we've been talking about since episode one, oddly enough. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. That yeah. goes back a day. Yeah. Days. So Ward, what gets you in the mood? Uh, for when I paint, I like to listen to music. So I any kind of music. Uh, actually, Barry White. <laughs> no, no, no. Almond uh, Brothers. I I listen to a lot of soundtracks and a lot of like instrumental music. Um, so mm. like movie trailer music actually nice. is a uh, is a big one. Like Two Steps from Hell, um, the Island soundtrack, Braveheart, just. Soundtracks in general, I think, is the, the big thing. So I've got uh, a few subscriptions on YouTube, so I'll just like put on. They've got an hour of music or two you hours. You worked of music, at GW so. when you like soundtrack painting, because that's their jam. <laughs> no, just no, like, no, it wasn't really no, epic adventure music in the background de- at all times. Depending dun, on the store, dun, because dun, 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 because dun. I would put a lot of that in. I know what. Well, yeah, you it, know. between you and Hatfield, it was nothing but soundtracks and Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash or like banjo. Do you right? want to know one of the saddest things that I found out today? GW has a corporate soundtrack that all stores must play now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I did not so, know that. That is a crushing blow to employee morale. But depe- depending on who, who you worked with, like Steve and Jordan freaking loved Ramstein. So much Ramstein. Oh, I it was know. seven yeah. discs of Ramstein, and I'm like, no, I know. This is, this Do Haas for days. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's just like, no. So sound- <laughs> soundtracks is, is what uh, I paint to. So that, uh, that helps me and gets me over my. Painting block. I know occasion. what you mean though with the instrumental stuff. If there's lyrics in music while I'm painting, or something that doesn't have really a beat, like you, I seem to be able to. If it's got like a heavy sort of uh, rhythm to it, you can just get going. Like rote muscle. I could kind of see that from like a psychology perspective. I mean, because 
language-based thought is very counterintuitive to like, or sorry, counterproductive for like creativity. That makes sense. Like yeah, a yeah. lot of like visual creativity and stuff is using the opposite part of your brain compared to like linguistics. So, so just a very simple so sort yeah, of rhythmic sound would probably help. So I could see for sure something like melodic or whatever and, and not having the lyrics definitely allowing you to stay in that mode and not distract you cool. as much. It's also helpful too. Like if I'm painting up like spaceships, I try to listen to Battlestar Galactica or something like That's that. That's a great soundtrack actually. <laughs> um, so I've got, I've got all four seasons of their soundtrack and then the Blood and Chrome. Um, One of the greatest songs ever. The Watchtower uh, cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so... You- that Daniel- upsets me, though. Daniel- because <laughs> it made no sense. The end of that show went so off the rails. No, because that... You're right. The next season after that made no sense. But when that happened, Thrace comes oh, back. Yeah, I think it's like... How did that happen? This is going to be amazing. And then it's insane. It doesn't make any sense for the next season. Is this some like, well, weird dumb. retroactive spoiler alert time? Because if, you, if haven't you haven't seen, seen it, it by in now, the last yeah. six years, it's you're your on own, own fault. <laughs> you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Battlestar Galactica. Shame on you. Yeah, it's yeah. not us at this point. I hate Battlestar Galactica. Shame, shame, and I've actually shame. seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I thought it was stupid, but I watched it all. Dan, you're kidding me. It was like awesome this. to season three. I, I do have a lot of like gaming soundtracks as well. So like Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Those Final are amazing. Nice. Soundtrack. Uh, Dan will appreciate this. Borderlands. So. That's a real wow, nice I didn't even know they too. had a soundtrack either. Yeah. 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 So Because their like, theme music has always been really appropriate. Good choices uh, there. What but. is it? Uh, Chain Gang Hero or whatever the name of the There's song like, is. There's like, the first one was like No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah, and in Borderlands 2, the intro sound yeah. song is amazing. But they're, those guys just have style, like, yeah, yeah, un- unbelievable amounts of style with those games. I love them. Yes. So how about you, Mike? Um, I kind of alternate, depends on how I'm feeling between listening to podcasts while I paint or... <laughs> Mike goes both ways. Shameless Yeah, plug. I go both right. ways. Or What's we the go to plug? my Whoa. music. <laughs> oh, wow, here we go again. <laughs> All right, no, no, but I know what you're saying. Podcasts, and there's one you could listen to, in fact, that you're listening to already. Yes, there you go. Yeah. You should <laughs> be painting right can't really, now, buddy. listen to this podcast without being really pointless. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That's really <laughs> awful. So, podcasts, and what kind of music do you listen and to? And, as well, okay, I... I know you're a Zeppelin hesitating. fan. You're a it's, Zeppelin it's fan. It's Pink Floyd, it's Zepp, it's yeah. Rush... Hey, Rush is awesome. Did you hear Pink Floyd's got a new record coming out? Yep. <laughs> That's what you do. Actually, I did. Ever Rush. <laughs> You're an asshole, Tom. Have you ever talked to Tom in person, ask him about Rush? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about right Neither now. Neither do I, actually. Just, this is kind of weird. You always, you told me that whenever anybody talks about Rush, you say, Rush is awesome, and then change the subject. <laughs> that was a Tom quote. Yeah, what a jerk. Wow. I do do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got no ground. Um, but I will mention, I did try to watch movies or stuff once in a while when I did it, and I found it distracting me and stuff. So it's either my eyes have to be focused on the painting, and I have to have something to listen to. I can't watch and listen at the same time I paint. All right. Cool. Darren? Uh, for myself, um, well, one, it's kind of funny in the opposite way of what inspires me to paint. The last couple of days, I didn't actually want to paint as much, so I'd go upstairs and watch Game of Thrones, which I don't really understand what the hell's going on or who anyone is or why people fall through the hole in the floor and why it's a big deal. But I don't understand. <laughs> I don't have a clue what's happening, but it was what I was doing lately when I didn't feel like painting. But now I'm like actually, I'm feeling it again today. Like I got some prep work on some models that I really do want to get working on and 
when I'm doing a lot of good painting, a lot of the time it's with something that I've watched several times before on TV. I was just going to say that! I had a feeling you were going to, but... Uh, so, like, movies like, you know, like, Wayne's World or, Mortal like, Tropic Kombat. Thunder. Mortal Kombat, we haven't watched in a while. We should do that again. <laughs> but, uh, Mortal Kombat. But yeah, like, movies that you've seen, like, 10 or 20 or a thousand times before, so you don't have to look up and pay attention, like... Firefly. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It Fly has up. begun. And then 20 minutes later, it has begun. Yeah, I don't know why he says it twice. Like, did he forget? <laughs> Shang Tsung, like, does he have Alzheimer's or something? <laughs> I get it that he's really old. He's immortal. But he has some, like, degenerative neurological disorder or something. But, um... <laughs> you know what we should watch? I saw a YouTube comment that somebody, or a YouTube clip that someone posted on a wall is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh! Yeah. With the three storms? Yeah. That'll inspire me to paint some more gremlins because of Burt Jebson. You know what? If you guys, if you guys make <laughs> me watch it... That name sounds like gremlins. If you guys make me watch it, there there could be a chance that I would maybe look at Malifaux again with the ten... Thunders? Ten Thunders. Yeah. Dude, you, you well, have to Burt Jebson is a gremlin character. Shen. Because it is the most offensive No, but there's a Burt Jebson <laughs> gremlin character whose whole shtick is that he hates the ten Thunders. Because they, like, destroyed his town and killed his family. That's pretty awesome. I like that. <laughs> so. That's pretty good. Yep. Uh, Fitz, okay, they like uh, Big Trouble in Little China as well. If I'm not Apparently. back in ten minutes, call the president. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. But, uh, yeah, so. I think in that vein, I've now, I've now come to the realization that if I ever want to do anything remotely like Necromunda-themed, I have to watch Escape from New York slash L.A. Oh, Those that's movies, another... So good. They're Play in- basketball until you die. Wait, what? <laughs> but you've always got to watch them in the reverse order, so that you're like, oh, no, now it's over. We know I get more! <laughs> I'll just watch the first half again. Yeah, I do love basketball until you die. Just and hysterical. why is he so tired doing layups for Because he has minutes? that virus or something, doesn't he? Doesn't he yeah, have, like, poison? Oh, him. that's right. Because when you watch it without that, it makes no sense. Just, you're like, dude, you're doing layups. He's so exhausted <laughs> really from doing layups. He's yeah. Kurt Russell. He's not really a basketball player. <laughs> it's a layup. That, Come on. That knit's, like, probably hot out in California, and he's wearing, like, a leather head-to-toe outfit. So I imagine yeah, he's, sure. like, swassing it up like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, his, his, like, swass mullet soaks it all up. <laughs> Some chins and mullet everywhere. <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> uh, okay, so you like movies. Yes. What else? Um, I don't know. Is there other things? But, yes, uh, I, I've got one other thing. Okay, Tom, tell us what... Because you stole ahead. my other one. So in case you were going to say anything else useful, I find painting in groups. Oh, and, like, yeah. The stitching bitch. And we may have mentioned this before. We did. Uh, I believe we were talking about that phrase before and what the hell is going on with that phrase. But Yeah, apparently it's where you sew and bitch. In a sort of misogynist kind of tone, overtone. What? No, <laughs> like call it a stitching bitch. I feel like I feel like the ladies wouldn't call it that. They do. Robin is literally going to go have a stitching bitch with some friends of hers because they all got into sewing, and she called it a stitching bitch. That then it's okay for you to use that phrase. Yes, I guess. unless unless they're taking and, it back. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Where are we coming up with a paint and? Complain or something like that? Well, you were trying to come up with paint and... Well, there's only one word that comes to mind. Yeah, exactly. Paint and taint. Doesn't have the same ring. No, but uh, I honestly think if I really want to paint, it's got to be very explicitly Wayne's World, Robin Hood Men in Tights, or Mortal Kombat. You only have three? If I'm really stuck and I just, like, cannot paint, like this last few weeks when I was just trudging through everything, I probably watched Wayne's World three times, Robin Hood Men in Tights at least twice. (laughs) Like, you gotta, it's bad. You gotta put on some Masters of the Universe there. Yes. 
what about I find the one that I like and I can watch over and over again is Firefly. What do you think about that? Does that, that the show out? or Serenity the movie? Both, any of them. Uh, honestly, I'm too distracted by those ones because I get really I get really torn up over. Yeah, like spoiler not... alert, I get really torn up over Wash's death. Oh my! I yeah, yeah like, it just, cripples me. I was just you gonna have to say, turn like, it off beforehand if like, you're not ready for watching it. Watching dramas and stuff like I'm not gonna watch Shawshank Redemption while painting. Firefly's a little close to that. <laughs> yeah, there's. It's just. It's not, the you, and you have to watch the expressions on everybody's face when they go into Janestown. You got it. You got to watch out. Yeah. Oh my god! You can't turn away mutters, from mutters, mutters milk. Yeah. Next time we go to the crappy town where I'm a folk hero. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that's great is when he's got the adrenaline needle and he's going through the the ship and he's trying not to die and he's recalling all the memories of all the crew. Oh, out of gas. I out think? of gas, and yeah. you're just like, it's sad. And hilarious because it wasn't it Kaylee that they find her having with sex her with the previous engineer. The engineer there, she's clearly better than the actual engineer. <laughs> well, she's sleeping with him to be around to get the, job. the ship. No, 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 <laughs> like, no, no, just to just be, be around, around the ship, ship. Yeah, not to get the job. She's screwing the engineer to be around spaceships, not because she likes the thing the guy. that I love too. Is is uh, Serenity is a shit ship? Like, why is she on that ship of all of them? Because it's got some character. It has a lot that's of character. Right. That's that's how she sold it to book. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quick tangent before we move on. We've already this. been on a tangent. Right, okay. But, what do you think is Book's backstory? I, I oh. think he was I think he was uh, an agent. Did you read the comics? I Not all of them. I Did read the comics and then say? forgot what the answer to that is. Uh, was he an agent? I don't know, but he's, it's, it's, apparently they, t- they explain it in the comics. I, really I, I read heard the comics. that they didn't. It's, I think it's one of those things where it's I pretty... I can't really remember specifically, but it's... I don't know. It was just very straightforward, and I remember being kind of disappointed that it wasn't something... Like, there was no real twist. It was kind uh, of what was you expected. Go, oh. I'll speculate that he is a, he's, he was an agent. I thought he was an agent. Totally was an agent. Because the, the assassin was just like, oh, that's not a preacher. That right? Was, that was awesome. I was like... Ooh. The Lord Almighty says nothing about kneecaps. <laughs> I th- Whoa. I'll take yeah. that one step further and say, yes, he was an agent, and then he got tired of what he was doing and decided to repent by becoming a preacher. And yep. shooting people in the kneecaps. And, oh, and eating tomatoes and strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> Arguably the best character. I think, is anyone else have anything to put, say on this? So, I like Firefly. That's so, the only thing I'm going to say. Okay. So everybody listening to this should make a list and watch everything or listen to everything that we just suggested. Or listen to things that you like. I mean, that's also acceptable. <laughs> yeah. No. No, we're right. You're wrong. Yeah, the five of us who can't agree are going to tell you what you should do. We all, I think everybody here, we actually agreed on something. Does everybody here like Firefly? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, it, yeah. How can fuck, you not? Okay, we agreed Does on Does everyone thing? here like Oxygen? Like, fuck off, man. <laughs> okay, well, we agreed on something is my point. That's amazing. And it was nerd-related. That is amazing for us. I feel no, like Joss Whedon not. is kind of a given, though, for the most part in nerds. No, no, yes, no, no, no. Does not everybody really. like Aliens Resurrection? Not I. I really love that movie. It is hilarious. Is the that... grenade rolling around the toilet bowl into this escape pod is probably the best part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I like <laughs> the fact where they had a hole in the window when they were, like, re-entering the atmosphere, and they didn't all die. And That's my the favorite. The alien went through, like, intestine by small molecular chunk. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty awesome. There's a few unique Does not char- happen that way. There's a few unique characters I liked in that one, so. That's all I got. Yeah, it was pretty. It's Joss Whedon's bad. I'm going to say that. Yeah, they need to stop making alien movies slash Prometheus. Oh, okay, we need to continue <laughs> yeah. the podcast. So, let's talk about things that you probably want to actually care about. So, in this week's Coach's Corner, we're going to talk about some of the differences between what we were purchasing when we started in these games and the kind of things that we're leaning towards now and how our 
our tastes or our preferences and our purchasing habits have changed. Or stayed the same. Have they? Sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'd say some. in some ways they've stayed the same. So, for example... Let me give you an example. Go ahead. Ooh. <laughs> go ahead. I got Ooh. into what, what, games what, 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 what? I'm giving you an example. Shut up. Really? <laughs> wow. Wow. Hey, I'm putting my foot down on this one. Uh, the example you can't reach can... the floor from that chair. I can't. It's a low chair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, things that have stayed the same. I got into the game uh, based on an army that I like the look of, and I'll continue that trend in new game systems. So I have to like the look of the army in order to make purchases in that army. That's what stayed the same for me, at least. That's fair. That's a good example. That's pretty yeah. general. I was going to say... Uh, I think they stay the same if you're starting a new system. So, for example, uh, you're starting uh, War Machine. A good place to start is a starter box. It's the same sort of thing with 40K. You're starting 40K. A good place to start is a battalion box. Uh, you pick up the rules. But where it does change is once you had one or two armies, you've got your paints. My purchasing for 40K is I pick up a model here and there that I like. It's not large uh, amounts in one go. It's usually one or two things. But, for example, with uh, with War Machine, I just went down to Sentry Box and bought everything. I bought all the models I wanted for the exact army that I needed, and the rule books, and I was done. And it's the same way I would have done had of starting a new 40k army if I had never played. Well, I think that really ties into what the point that I was going to make, is that I feel like I'm not the completionist that I used to be. Like, when I first started <laughs> playing the games... Like, when I, when I got Wood Elves, I needed every Wood Elf unit, and, like, two or three of them, so I could have this big Wood Elf army and do all kinds of combinations, whereas... Yeah, that's now, fair. Well, first off, I'm never going to do that with GW ever again, because I can't afford it. Well, I totally um, relate. But even with totally all these other games, that. like, it may be Gremlins from Alifo. Maybe. With everybody branching out, too, like, I don't feel the need to buy all of the Convergence stuff. Like, I know, I did the exact same thing with my Eldar. Like, I have everything for Eldar. Like, one yeah. of everything. Because I had that exact, I want to have it all. She was your first. Yeah, exactly. Now, with my convergence, it's like, well, I have my, my list. Maybe you'll add some stuff. But I can play a game now, so now I can go start working on Dystopian, because Mike's big in Dystopian, so I'm going to finish that up. Yeah, and you'll tweak it. You'll get a new Warcaster. You'll figure out that these, this unit works better with that Warcaster. Pick up that unit. But I don't have that urge to buy everything. Exactly. And if you if, if you get into that uh, tournament format where you have multiple lists that you can play as well, you'll probably need to pick up, like, some sideboard or whatever those mechanics are, right? Yep. You'll need more, but I don't feel the urge to have yep. to have everything Agreed. anymore. Yep, fair enough. And I, I think kind of going hand-to-hand hand with that is, like, when I'm starting a new system or a new army, like, I don't even have to pick up, like, a battalion I don't feel anymore or a starter set. I can just pick up a couple things here and there because I have so much stuff already that I can play or, or take part in and paint still, right? I think we also know a lot more... Like, when I started 40K, I just bought things totally because I thought they were cool and there was no thought about the rules behind them, whether or not they were good in context. Now, starting my convergence, I picked up stuff that I liked, but only bought units that would work in a good context with the army that I was playing. Like, I didn't pick up the other cool jacks that I liked because they'd break Aurora's tier. Right. So do you think there's almost so there's a downside to that? Like, you're maybe not learning your army as well as you used to? Totally. But it's also, I'm much more focused now on what I want. Hmm. I think the other thing for me is that I already have almost all the hobby supplies I need. Mm -hmm. So, I remember back when I was doing a new 40K or a new Games Workshop project, you'd have to buy all the new paints because you didn't have them all yet. You had all the paints you needed for that army. And then it was probably, what, about three or four years in where I then had all of the Citadel range. 
And then P3 released their, model, their paints. And, then, <laughs> and, it, and it just kind of kept going from there. Uh, I think we've all been buying hobby supplies, maybe not the main ranges, but I know you picked up uh, chipping fluid, like uh, a lot of the one-offs, or not one-off, but off-the-wall products that take your hobby into a different level now you're purchasing, right, Dan? Yeah, I've been picking up um, a number of products lately that are, a lot of them are more done by, like, the, like, historical, and like, um, not, like, war gaming necessarily, but, like, the... The more realistic stuff. Yeah, like, the, the guys who just paint, like you know, tanks and planes and, you know, some of the, like, historical miniature busts and stuff like that. Like, um, so a lot of, like, the oils and enamels, I'm starting to dabble with some of those, as well as the, yeah, yeah, the Vallejo chipping medium, which you can use to get some really cool, like, paint scratches and stuff like that. I used that on the fire spray model that has been, it was posted up to the Facebook group a little while ago, so. Good. I was really, it was fun. It was, it was different, like, compared to doing, like, the old, like, um, salt and hairspray method, which is a righteous pain in the ass. Like, you get a lot more control with some of these um, off-the-shelf products, and yeah, they're, they're different, they're fun, and it's just fun doing something new instead of painting the same way over and over and over. You should post a how-to on the Facebook group for people that want to take a look at that fluid, because it's it's interesting. I think it's really, really cool. I don't know if you have time with the medium to actually I think work with it. Well, it's, I don't know if it's something that, I've only used it the once at this point, so I don't know if I have quite the know-how, but also I know um, off the top of my head, I know where there's a really good um, review of some of the AK products, like I have the Vallejo, but... Um, Is that AK Time to Hobby? No, not Time to Hobby, although Time to Hobby, or Time to Modeling or something like that, oh, it's got yes. it's got a very weird That's the ESL English site. as a second language um, hobby like <laughs> blog title, but it is really good. Like they have amazing content, and a lot of it is um, like military armor, that sort of thing. The guy does a lot of product reviews for um, different brands of we paint, link to that. and uh, there, as well, the one that I was thinking of was uh, Massive Voodoo, where a lot of the like Slayer Sword winners out of um, like France, especially, I think. Uh, a lot of them post to Massive Voodoo, and there's some excellent tutorials on there, including one on the AK Heavy chipping fluid and their worn effects. And yep. uh, he just does it on some, like, um, Cities of Death sprues for GW, like the 40K scenery. And it's one of those things where it takes, like, 10 or 15 minutes, and it looks amazing. That's cool. So there's some really cool products on there. If you have the airbrush and, you know, the, you know, the desire to play around with some of those different styles of painting, there's a lot of cool products out there. So and that's yeah, what we you're can, buying. That's how your your hobby and purchases have changed. Yeah, a lot of my a lot of mine are not just more of the same things, but like at this point, because I've painted so many models in the old like cartoony, bright, stark contrasty GW colors that bad orcs. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, like the like there's super Tron highlights on my Raven Guard and stuff like that. Like if I was painting models these days, I wouldn't necessarily gravitate towards that. Where I'm trying out a lot of the yeah the rusty, chipped, weathered you know, realistic, more muted color palettes and stuff like that. And the GW paint ranges and to an extent the P3, like P3 has a little bit more of that. Like they have some great browns and greens yeah. and olives and that sort of a thing. But yeah, a lot of these other um, like Vallejo Air, AK Interactive, stuff like that, because they do a lot of the like real world military, has a lot of those drab colors, dark grays and like shades of brown and green all over the place and khaki and just more realistic. Yeah, I've picked yeah. up a bunch of those too. Lots of good stuff and doesn't involve all kinds of like mixing and you know, painstakingly recreating mixed colors. You can actually just grab them off the shelf and go and... So, Mike, I think you're the most prolific hobbyist of all of us. So your purchasing habits, <clears> I, think would be, well, I they, think, would be the closest <laughs> to what they started with. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of funny, though, because when I started off, it was, can I afford to do this, was the biggest thing. Weirdly enough, it's come full circle. It's come full circle again. <laughs> no, actually, now it's more, 
no, I'm not going to pay that. Uh, it's not, can I? It's, no, I refuse to pay that. But anyways, uh, in the beginning, the choices <laughs> were what I could afford at the time. And it would always be something that caught my eye or something that excited me. That's the only way the purchase would happen. Yeah, I feel I feel the impulse buy has really gone down in a lot of ways because like, um, it's something yeah. that I think a lot of retail people would understand. It was... Um, Back in the day, you know, GW, you could just go in and, oh, hey, this model looks freaking sweet. There's one on the shelf. It's like $12. Just take it home and paint it. And it, it was one of those things that, like we were talking about, um, it can really sustain your interest in painting because for relatively cheap, you can pick something up, spur the moment, and just mm -hmm. challenge yourself, do things differently Absolutely. without breaking the bank. Yeah, but you, you can't really do that anymore because they don't always keep everything Not necessarily stock, with GW, right? but well, um, GW because so much stuff is direct exclusive or yeah. just is like $30. Or both. Yeah, you want to paint both. up a Wood Elf Noble before you could paint up that sweet like Alter Kindred dude standing on a log. You know, he was like 12 bucks. Now the what Plastic Noble's 30 Apparently he's like 25 or something. He's yeah, a little cheaper than I thought he was, but it's still, still expensive. That still crazy. sucks, man. Like, when I can get almost an entire Malifaux gang box for that amount of money. And the downside with a lot of those smaller game systems is, because there's so many game systems in effect right now, like, not everywhere can afford to stock everything from every range. So, a lot of that stuff's available. Like, you can buy it online, you can get, order it into your local retailer, which I definitely recommend doing. Support your community, yeah. Yay. But, uh, but, but, I, <laughs> but at the same time, it's something that you have to wait sometimes two weeks, two months, if you have a you know something that's hard to get your hands on. It's as an impulse buy, you can't get your immediate gratification and sustain your interest in the hobby that way. And you have to be a little bit more deliberate in your purchases now. I would say that I'm still, I'm still good for the impulse buy. But yeah, a lot of shops aren't carrying it. It's like, oh, we can order that in for you. And I'm just like, nah, no. And you can't blame them. Because if they're, if they're stocking 20 different game systems in the store, they only have so much money yeah. in the shelf space. Like They're going to have... I, I understand that, but for, for They're going to have a Rhino and a Tactics Squad. They may not have that Wood Elf Noble. Because yeah. who cares? But but for me, though, at the same time, like I'd rather spend like an extra 15 minutes to drive to the other store in the area and potentially see it there. Right? Oh, I'm totally. with you. I'm with you. I am, I'm an... I'm an impulse buyer. Yeah. That's the way I have always done things. I, I'll i pick up what I need for an army, and then if something's cool on the shelf, I'll grab it. Like today, I was in GW grabbing some of the, the some paints I needed, and I was looking at uh, Gorkonaut, and I was like, that's actually kind of <laughs> cool. A, a little bit larger than usual for an impulse buy, but... <laughs> well, I would never paint an orc army, but I liked the Gorkonaut, and I had to do the whole... That's ridiculous. That's totally ridiculous. Well, man, what do you think? You had the Steve? conversation in your You have three head. nights to finish, man. I, I, exactly. I was like, I, there's no way I can do this. This is not reasonable. <laughs> Unless you convert one of them into the a Gorgonaut into the base for one of the nights. Tom, don't tempt me. <laughs> don't tempt me. Dance puppet. <laughs> I find I really lament the fact that we don't have a sentry box here in Edmonton, but at the same time my pocketbook is probably way better. Oh for my it. god, if the sentry box was here in Edmonton, I'd be I'd I wouldn't own a house. I think it would do really well, to be honest with you. Shut like, up and take my money. That would be that me could, going That could be its yeah. motto. They could yeah. just name it that for the store. Well, that'd be awesome. Shut up and take my money. Should we open a, a shut up and take my money <laughs> store? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might get sued by Fox yeah. for ripping off Futurama, but... No, we just don't use his... I, we have I don't a think different they can trademark shut money. up and take my money. Shut up and take True. my loonies. <laughs> <laughs> we are Hobby Night in Canada. That would make That's sense true. for that to be our store. I think that covers everybody. Yeah, I think our so. Purchasing has matured. That answers the question that we set out to accomplish. It's a pretty diverse answer. If you have any further questions, feel free to ask us, though. Yes, yes, absolutely. Speaking of which, 
brings us to the end of the show. And, and questions. So I'll check out the Facebook page right now. And this is as of 8.35 p.m. Tuesday. Mountain Standard Time. So on and so forth. First question from Chris. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Yay uh, question mark? Question. Is there a question mark behind it? No. Then you're incorrect. Then okay. you, you did not answer, <laughs> ask a question. We need to go on to the next one. So, from Josh Bazin. There's a couple from him as well. Oh, is that Chris, Chris D? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was okay. just excited that we're answering Christine, questions. Yeah, yeah. You've been banned. Oh, never allowed so a question he's, again. He's he's from out in Wainwright cuz I know that I know him. Um and Let's tell everybody where he lives. <laughs> His address is. Da, da. But no, they had uh the, he's part of the Wainwright Bolter Club. Nice. Uh, Do they all own bolters cuz that would be crazy. They had to change the name cuz they used to be the Warhammer 40K club and then somebody thought that they were like a mutual fun group. So people would be like, 401k? Wow. Yeah, yeah so, so they're like, we got to change Wow. Go Wainwright. That's not even right, because that's the states. Yes. Like, how? That is Who not in Wainwright is looking to fund their 401k? I thought, it, I thought it was pretty cool. Though. That's awesome. <laughs> I like it that you changed your name to the Bolter Club. That's way cooler than the 40k club. Yes. Anyway, keep going. Next question. So the first real question, first real question. is, what was the skill slash technique that you learned slash discovered that took your hobby skill to another level. Also, if anyone says dry brush, he will punch you. And I'll help him. <laughs> I, I will help him. You know what? I I am not going to say dry brush, but it's very similar. The first time I actually did an edge highlight and it looked right on. I remember the exact model. It was a Dark Eldar Archon, the guy with the terrible face mask stapled, like actually somebody's face stapled. Oh, to with Edward Scissorhand claw? Edward Scissorhand. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. he had a cloak on the back. That I did, uh, I would say, some pretty, by my standards now, some pretty stark edge highlights. But they were sort of half blended for the time. And I looked at that and went, that's how you paint. I'm I'm basically a Golden Dean winner. Like, that was the moment that I realized how to paint. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, this this is me patting yeah. you on the back. I was, I was blown away by it. <laughs> you know, you're I, beside him. One. You could pat him, him on I, the back. I yeah, know, right, there's I, my back. I, I felt... There you go. There you now go. you're burping you. him. That's true. <laughs> uh, what are, what the baby you? Steve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine's twofold. Um, I, when I started working for GW, I, I felt that I was like, okay. Um, but watching Kyle, one of the our coworkers, um, it was kind of twofold. We didn't really have like wet pellets um, at the time. They weren't really relevant. Um, so he showed me a trick where it was like paint uh, priming a blister pack black and then using that to cover your paint so that way the lights from the painting table wouldn't like dry out your paint as quickly oh, that's that, kinda cool. that was one and then the second one was actually painting your thumb so that's where i really learned the blending and then painting the thumb to see the the um the color change to see if you put in too much color hmm. to like lighten it up or not enough that sort of thing so it was basically painting the thumb and the priming of so the just to elaborate so that's on that. when you so learn what you're do doing your nails. that's where i learned how to do the blending every layer of color you're putting on the model goes in your thumb first so you're seeing the transition so i can see the transition before it goes awesome on the model. yeah very cool cool um mine's kind of a two-parter too mine one is going to be like steve it was uh extreme edge highlighting uh, when I first started doing that and it started turning out and making everything so much crisper, that was the one big thing. And also the use of, back in my time, it was really big as inks. Inks oh, made a huge difference. Inks. Yeah, inks. I totally forgot about chestnut inks. Because those used to used be something you could buy from a store. Inks made a huge difference, yes. Now you have to hunt for inks. I went through probably a gallon of chestnut ink in my life. But For me, it's dark green ink. Oh, not surprised. <laughs> between the, the, the high 
defend definition that you got from the extreme edge yeah. lighting and then the blending that the ink would naturally take it to that was when it went up to the next level for me yeah right that's on. a pretty standard technique i think that's something that every beginner painter when they figure out how to do shading and highlighting that's the moment they go oh painting's fun yes yeah. and basing sucks <laughs> <laughs> basing is the worst but um, yeah, for me, I guess one of my first real aha moments is when I discovered that primer is not in fact a scheme to get you to spend more money in the store, but actually <laughs> helps you paint. Because <laughs> yeah. in the very beginning, I'm like, they're just is, grifting me. Yeah, they're just stealing my like $12. I don't need primer. I can just paint right over the bare plastic. And They had a White Dwarf article that actually said you could. I remember reading it about a Skaven clan rat and being like, I don't need primer ever again. And then I tried it and was like, I need primer. <laughs> well, that was right after they had the... Uh... The plastic the foundation paints. No, this oh, was the plastic oh, clan rats when they first released oh, pla those ones. the ones with the shitty tails. Because they also did the don't use primer thing with these new paints. Yeah, actually. Yeah, you can paint right over primer. Hobby Night in Canada Buy says primer. always use primer. Yeah. Yeah. Not always what? black, not, but always use primer. Not automotive primer. Uh, you can. You there's know, there's going to be complaints and things, but honestly... The black GW primer, everybody, it's It is expensive. the best. Every now and then, they seem to randomly change formulas for black primer Just for a few months, but then back. it always comes back. Yeah, but basically, yeah. It's, it is the best black there primer There is a gray automotive primer that Dan picked up that is almost perfect. Yeah, there's, um, I think Duplicolor is one that yeah. I picked up a couple it's of, really and it sprays good. really well and is cheap. In a lot of the people in the UK swear by, like, Halford's gray primer and stuff like that. I think Halford's is, like, their Canadian tire. It's like just some random like utility store, right? And never use uh, GW White. Never. Yeah, GW no, White to me, is yeah. used to me oh, instead. Yeah, 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 GW White is bad news. It I've can never. It can crust up like uh, I don't even know. What. It looks like, like, it, like to me. It always crusty. looks like it looks like, like you dust your model in chalk. <laughs> like it looks like it's been <laughs> dipped in say? white powder. But yeah, so primer primer not being a ripoff was one, and one of the other ones was. It was kind of two things. It was the combination of uh, Derek teaching me how to paint as well as finding some of the early online communities like Cool Mini or not, like when it really first started. Oh, yeah. yeah. Basically just discovering that it's not just the heavy metal team that can paint effectively. It's like, oh, yeah. God, this is something that like regular human beings can actually pull off. And then it became a little more attainable. And then like seeing that other people are trying things and doing it. And it really encouraged me to like try cool. going beyond the basic, just paint inside the lines and you know, do a lot of the more advanced techniques, and then over time, you know, got a lot better. So, Tom, how do you learn to paint orcs? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to talk about two other things. Um, one is the the idea that when you're painting, if you thin your paints enough and you drag your brush towards where you want the highlight to be, it kind of gives you that natural blend quite easily. Mm -hmm. And doing that in successive layers gives you a really nice smooth blend and that at the end of the day if it's thin enough and you're dragging towards the edge where you're going to have the lighter color that's almost the money right there the other one is black rims on bases yes no more goblin green rims like, I thought you are going to say black rims on cars because I was going to say yeah it's only no seriously <laughs> the number of models that I've seen that have non black rims on the bases and so all I can see is the rim on the base and you don't look at the model I, and I think the moment for that was when I was at um, games day in Toronto and they were talking about the demon judging for which models were winning. And one of the big ones was that the one of the Dreadnoughts had a lot of color slipping kind of off the side of the base. And it was intentional, but it was still just covering the side. And the demon judge actually said, 
you shouldn't have anything there. That's the like the top of the base is where this model's reality yeah, ends. The lip is like and, a picture frame. Yeah, yeah. And so you, so the black rims. The only person I've ever okayed not using a black rim is Mike because he has a snow table, and so when the models are on the snow table, the black rim would stand out more than the white. And so he's got all of his display bases are snow. But it's it's one of those things where. I see it a lot in War Machine, where guys put a color on the front half of a model to arc, mark its arcs. Okay, that's a bit much. I think colors... Your your basing scheme needs to tie into the table, and I disagree Not with the black rim. The black rim is the edge of it all, and... The black goes of, with everything. I'm going to go what with about this, on this one. Yeah. What about the Skaven that I have with the very, very dark brown? They look better with black. I don't think so. I guarantee you they look better with black. I will give you Goblin Green, and there's a reason why most of my Eldar that I've had for you, 10 years have been repainted. You can have a rim party, Steve. A rim party. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We'll do a bunch of rim jobs. Um, no, the uh, the reason I think the Skaven go well is they're supposed to be subterranean muddy rats. But the Sometimes edge of the base fits. is not the detail. The top of the base is where you show it off. Yeah, but uh, agree to disagree. Okay, right. so we have our one disagree. Everybody else thinks black should be the universe. Yep. Five pucks for black. Five pucks for black. Five pucks. I will say four and a half. It's very okay. <laughs> Sometimes not to. Okay, I'll just go with five then. Okay, so peer pressure. <laughs> I think you can get away with it. Okay, unless so you're playing X-wing, clear bases are acceptable. So this next question, I'm pretty sure only I'm going to be answering is, what do you want to see in the next War Hordes book from uh, Luke Barron? Go ahead. Anyone care about this? No. Ward, what do you want to see in, in the next Warm Hordes book? Like, is he talking about, like, next edition? So, no. He's probably talking about the next uh, Hordes book coming out right away, which I don't think either one of us really cares about. I don't even know what it is. So, let's move on to what you want to see for your War Machine Army. Go. Uh, oh, man. I want to see... What does Kador need? They need a unit that can ride bears. Okay. <laughs> you can't. You can't. That's disagree. very oddly specific. You can't disagree. Dwarves had bears first. I'm, I'm not saying that they didn't. Is there I'm is there saying. a troll guy on top of a bear? Yeah, uh, affectionately known as Berka. Okay, I'm gonna just say. I Borka. know what my book needs. Then I need uh, Clockwork Angels riding Clockwork Bears. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Clockwork this is, horses would be awesome. This is reminding yeah. me of the fact that the space wolves are supposed awesome. to get a new book right away. So there but, might be bears. Anyways, continue on. Um, what are wh the thunder wolves going to be riding? Bears. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, a space wolf on top. <laughs> I want to see a generic steelhead UA for the Mercs. Like, just someone that... Because they, they're introducing a lot more of these generic unit attachments mm -hmm. in the last book for all of the real factions, and those of us that don't play real factions have Well, your left Mercs out have unit attachments, apparently, with a Cephalax coming out. Yeah, but that's only in that one contract. I don't know. Like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's what we'd like to see. And Mike's just getting into it, so we'll just... Leave him out of this. He one. wants more elves. Yes. Just wants general. more models sure. to play. He wants game. elves that do elvy things. What's next? Uh, what's next is uh, also from Josh is how does your painting approach change for different sizes of models? I.e., what is different when painting a large base versus a medium versus a small versus huge? Oh, okay. Well, I've been painting a lot of large models. Well, not I haven't painting a lot. I've only you've, been painting. You've been, I've been trying I've been to paint. Trying uh, painting approach is to try and maintain clean surfaces a lot better. Uh, like if you have a large model with, yeah, this is especially true for War Machine uh, Colossals where they have big, smooth, flat plates. You have to keep brush strokes off those models. Or learn how to airbrush. Or, or, learn or to airbrush. more accurately, I would say do less. 
The yep. larger the surface, the less you actually have to work with it because the natural lighting is going to do most of it for you. Exactly, and that's actually tough to do. That's very tough to do when you're when you're trying to brush on stuff on a model. And you're doing your first edge highlights. You're probably doing too much, uh, and that's kind of a weird thing to get into to do more on smaller models. Yeah, I think I think the smaller models you definitely want to have a little bit more of the stark contrast, like with the you know the darker shades and the you know starker edge highlights and stuff. But with big models, I think you definitely want to go subtle. Because mm-hmm. doing those really stark edge highlights and having them make sense on the larger surfaces is really tricky. And yeah, I, I would definitely agree that less is more, I think. Or just do candy paint jobs. You know, that's fun. Or if you're adventurous, you could do some freehand. <laughs> yes, freehand yeah. is very adventurous. If, uh, if you haven't done freehand or any sort of canvas work before, you're going to screw it up. First and time. pro tip. Sketch it out with a pencil first. Yes. That is a good tip. I stole too. your pro tip board. Damn it. <laughs> All right, anybody else got anything for model size? Mordo? Uh, I would agree uh, with the make it simple for, like, the larger larger models. Um, I can even post a picture of, like, the juggernaut that I painted versus the dystopian ship that I just finished, too, right? So you can see I did more of, like, the little things to make that small model pop, and I left bigger plates just basic colors on on the bigger that's a good idea why don't you do that i'll do that okay all right yeah when you paint more models so uh i think this one's largely going to be pointed at steve this one's from david roland um so fully aware that he's opening a can of worms in seventh edition 40k which of the following benefit from the objective secured rule there's no answer to this (laughs) when the parent is taken from a proper uh combined arms detachment or allied detachment the units he's listing are summon demons of any kind no Spawned Termagants. Unclear. Recycled Skyblight or send in the next wave units. Unclear. And each half of a combat squad. The uh, objective secured. They they get it. Uh, the the one that doesn't make any sense right now is send in the next wave because they're technically troops. They're chosen as troops. They're they have all the benefits. I don't see why not. And the same thing goes for the uh, ter- spawn Termagants. The only ones that they've said no to are uh, are the actual summon demons. Okay. So my question, my answer is wait I for the know. FAQ. But wouldn't wouldn't the best bet like be like send in the next wave because like it's a full unit compared to like combat squads where you're broken up and you have you get objective secured for any units that's purchased as troops. So in that argument. Uh, I think I think the argument was that objective secured units are ones that are like purchased as a troop choice in that stage of the game and something that you're summoning later in the game yeah. is not happening at the like whatever you want to call it like the generate roster phase, phase or my, whatever my it's... argument would be that none of those act- well other than the space marine combat squads because yeah. they're clearly one troop that's just broken up but the uh, everything that enters play that isn't bought as a troops unit that you did not pay points for should not get it uh, which really makes conscripts send in the next wave stuff pretty eh, not that good yeah, it takes a lot of the utility out if they don't get it. Yeah, but gets in the meantime, course. I think it's just wait for an FAQ on that one. There's going to be argument. It's not really yeah. agreed upon. I so. think if you're at, a, at one of our tournaments, someone would probably tell you no uh, because there is no clear ruling. Uh, and because that summon demons are a no. It kind of okay. makes sense. Fair enough. So, uh, back to Josh. <laughs> is there a hobby tool that you strongly recommend? A particular brush, file, etc.? Oh, Yeah. I'm going to say it, and I don't think anybody will disagree. Windsor. That's and exactly Newton. what I was going for. If Seriously. you can oh, find them. Seven. Say dry brush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Ow! 
Josh didn't say we couldn't say dry brush this question. <laughs> okay, no, but the, seriously, the Windsor Newton brush, uh, tough to find. The series sevens, the series, series seven. Yeah, series seven. There's still potentially some import shenanigans trying to get them across Apparently, the U.S. border. The Kalinsky sable horse is an endangered animal. It's not even a horse. It's a little rodent thing. A, okay, yeah, miniature sure. pony. But it's it's erroneously yeah. listed as an endangered species or something. So supposedly it's a pain in the ass to import them to Canada right now. Or I don't know. They, something like that. had some Windsor Newton brush sets, not the individual. If you're in Edmonton, Color, Delta. Colors, Colors also had some. Yeah. yeah so you Delta might art supply. Kind of near Kingsway. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, but they're good. If you can get your hands on them for an affordable price, by all means, go for it. And Raphael 8404s. I've never used one myself, but they're supposed to be very similar. Um, they are expensive, but uh, some people say slightly higher reliability than Windsor Newton. Every now and then you get a dud from yeah. Series 7. It's rare, but it happens. Oh, Supposedly 8404s are a little bit more reliable. Either way, they're just really high-end watercolor brushes. They're good stuff. Well, especially now that GW brushes have... <laughs> I feel like I say this all the time. Especially now that Games Workshop charges more for everything. Like, it used to be that you'd get one of their brushes for five bucks, and so dropping and they 22... Were they were good for five bucks. For five, yeah. I'm fine. For and five so, bucks, you can only expect so much, but... A ten dollar brush versus a fifteen dollar brush—that's ten times as good. I'd take the fifteen dollar brush every yeah, time, every day. Yeah, especially because you're gonna be using it so much. Yep. And they make their—if you're looking for like, I like to paint with almost a wash brush sized uh, brush for most of my stuff. So like a two or something like I that. I use a two. The one really? is—I use a two. That's what I have. Uh, uh, a good two. I've done everything, including dotting eyeballs with a two. Yeah, I had a good two earlier. Very <laughs> <laughs> yeah. satisfying. The other, there's one other hobby tool that I would recommend that you don't have, accelerant. Yes, if you don't absolutely. have accelerant, go buy a gallon. Yeah, that is. I'm out of accelerant. Although don't I use them today. <laughs> Although on that note, don't use the H and D zone stuff because it's oily and it kind of changes. Is that the one with the? That's the brown. the brown. No, that's the one I have. I like that one. I really? do. I'm, I'm like I, hate I don't mind the H and Ds. I don't no. find it being an issue. There's there's one that's like a white bottle with like a lightning bolt. Flash on tech. It. You can't get that anymore. That one actually pulled paint off of your model. Yeah, flash like if, tech isn't if, good. If you were, I never had a problem with. If flash you were tech. gluing an arm back onto a model that was already painted with the accelerator, yeah, like it would off. basically pull the huh. paint off the model. Wow. The and one I, that I think is the best, though, you guys use. I don't have a problem with H and Ds, but I think the mercury adhesives that you yeah, guys. Yeah, I've use. got mercury yeah. adhesives yeah. as well, and I quite like it. And so. you can buy a big bottle. Yeah, for that's cool. Fifteen bucks that fills those little ones up six, seven. Yeah, if you times. get you if you can, can get your hands on the refill bottle, the refill bottle you get like five or six smaller bottles worth for like two or three times as much money. Way better deal. It also says it's heptane, so I'm pretty sure gasoline will work too if you're in a pinch. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> the, the la- uh, we're the, not going to recommend the, uh, that though. The last tool that I would recommend as well is um, now that GW has the, like the liquid green stuff for filling in like a lot of the cracks and such. Uh, I like. Insane about mold lines, you can fill all the. I I need I need to make sure. Uh, (laughs) I have I have problems, but the liquid green stuff works really good. Um, What uh, Mike suggested to me is those like rubberized. Oh yeah, there's rub. They're what they're basically sculpting tools, but they're a rubber tip and the putty doesn't stick to them. It's it's a it's a soft tip. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for soft tip. Um, so it's pliable, so I mean, you put like uh, a little bit of water on that to make sure that the green stuff doesn't stick to it. You always gotta you lubricate. Get, you gotta lubricate. Yeah, lubricate and then that way tip. the green stuff won't stick to your tip. Protein. But it has the same consistency of skin, yeah. so you can get no, a absolutely. <laughs> oh, Mike, uh, yes. Even when you've taken the tip off. Uh, <laughs> it's, okay, uh, what about we you, really need to move on because this is getting really weird. 
I'll just say what he said and let's move on. <laughs> I, no, I have two products. That Wait, I need to say. Dan already said. What stuff? I'm we sure. don't care about what you think. What, okay, what are okay, we here to? Go to half round file. Short as far round. as hobby tool. Next right, one. Okay. Sure. Half round needle file. It'll do anything and everything you ever needed to. Tapered. Half <laughs> yes. round. Yeah, I like file. the tapered. Yes, yes, yes. Myself. And the other one is glaze medium. Yeah, glaze uh, medium yeah, yeah. slash matte medium, whichever you prefer. Get the big bottle from Golden because it's it's most cost effective. Don't get the GW stuff. Uh, honestly, I I've had a bottle of the Vallejo and I use it every time I paint a model, and I've had it for three years. Yeah, yeah. I think regardless of what t- which version you're using, if you're using like one drop per blob on your palette, you're never gonna run out. Doesn't yeah. matter if you buy the five dollar pot or like the fifteen dollar jug. I yep. think it, it's a good product. It's well worth having for. Um, making the paint a little bit more transparent and everything. It's really good. good I, have blending. W- I have one last one then. Okay. Oh my god, we're never going to get out of just, the tools. I was worried about this. Ju- just hand soap. Uh, liquid uh, dishwasher hand soap. Clear liquid dishwasher hand soap. Yeah, you mix a little bit with your ink and what it does is it breaks your surface tension so it'll pool in only the cracks. Okay, There's also flow release, which you can get as a paint additive. That is the same thing but less not, strong. So you don't have to be like super paranoid. And, not with flow, and when you're, flow, flow, yeah. you're brush licking, it's not quite as... Disgusting. Yeah, the, big, the biggest thing yeah, though is like when you're mixing, don't mix too fast, otherwise it'll get bubbly, right? So yeah, if you use flow release, you won't have to worry about that. They're, Pro uh, tip I, or either pro tip. Either or, whatever. You okay, have. enough tools. We'll okay. probably have dish We got lots so, of questions. Yes. Dish moving forward. Pinch, just like gasoline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, any guesses as to who this next question's from? Josh Bazin. <laughs> yes. So, I'm right. So, what is your number one piece of advice for someone that's looking to join the competitive play scene? Oh, that. Oh. What number one piece of advice? I got one. I got one. I really dated one. Play way more games than you will ever play competitively. Like you ha- play games. If you don't yes. play enough games, you will never be competitive. And the other thing that uh, don't focus on tweaking a list because the general mechanics of the army that you're picking are more important than the absolute nitty like gritty of the list. Yeah, just play games. Doesn't matter what the list is. If it's a bad matchup, do it anyways. Because the tournament you're going to go to is going to have different scenarios. If they release them beforehand, you can tweak for that. Yeah, and even if you have a good list, if you don't have the experience to know how to work it, it's not going to work out for you. So practice is probably more important than having the, you know, all-comers insane list off the internet or whatever you want to call it. Like, experience is something that you really can't do without. For sure. So practice is good. And one thing I was going to say is just... Pick your game that you're going to take seriously, very carefully, because some games, uh, <laughs> some games are kind of attack wing. I have a hard time taking seriously because okay. like the balance is like way out to lunch. So that brings me to the one. I would, if I had to pick one for sure, play games as my answer. Yeah. But on that point, one of the things, getting good at the game and getting good at playing games requires knowing uh, other armies. Yes. And if you have to buy all the other army rules or at least know of them. If it's you're not playing even, certain games, but that's it's covered very by expensive. playing lots of games. It's not even that to it's me. Very expensive rule set to buy them all. To me, it's not even a case of like, are the rules available generally, or do you have to purchase everything? A lot of it is just, is the game inherently tournament friendly? Like some of the games, like Attack Wing, where you know there there isn't there's a lot of power creep from one you know one there's blister pack to the next. In that game. I mean, everything, uh, it's like what I used to say about War Machine. Scale? What I used to say about War Machine is everything is broken, so it's fair. But there's there's that was very sarcastic of me back in the day. But uh, there's a li- there's now, a little there's bit of that. Phasics. I think there's a little bit of that in Attack Wing because there's just there's so much shit flying around. It's like I don't know. It's yeah. it's it's hard to take seriously compared to a game like X Wing where things I think are a lot more toned down. There's a lot more subtle nuance to nuance to the game. So like I think it's a lot more about 
games like Attack Wing, in some extent, are more about your list building and combos, where something like X-Wing is way more, I think, how you incorporate it, how you play it on the field. Well, not only that, but unless you're getting into Attack, and we've talked about this before, if you missed out on any of the stuff that you could have got through any of the events... Ironically, the OP events are, like, very few of that stuff is OP, in the sense of being overpowered. Like, the organized play prizes and participation prizes and everything, but you just the resources are good. with them either. Well, true, I guess. They can catch you off guard. Yeah, yeah they can catch you off guard, I guess. If there's know. stuff you don't know exists, you're not going to know how to deal with it. But, but, you know, that still comes down to playing a lot of games. You can probably pick up on a lot of the rule sets, especially with a lot of these games being so expensive. Like 40k, if you're going to jump into competitive 40k and you want to pick up all the codices... Yeah, I'm just saying look before you leap, right? Yeah, like, know what you're getting into, because some games, some games are easy to take seriously, and some games are going to cause you nothing but headaches. So I'm just saying, just know meta, what you're getting for into. Me, for me, I'm on the opposite end. I say, I say, jump in. I say, oh, totally, I'm with you. you on that. I, if you're gonna, if you're gonna play in a tournament, pick, pick an event. Like, talk to your friends. Like, what have they gone to? Have they gone to onslaught? Have they gone to out of the basement? Have they gone to something in That's Calgary? Right. That's another shameless plug. <laughs> it, it is absolutely right because <laughs> no, since but... we're all like organizers, but I mean, like, you have to go into something that you've heard about. Like, gamers, and you'll be prepared gamers... for that too because you'll know the meta. Gamers will vote with, with their dollars, right? If they don't like the style of the tournament or how it's set up, they won't go back. Yeah. Right? So so talk to your friends, talk to people on forums. Um, like, definitely on, play a game that you're going to be able to get a game in, right? Like yeah. something Play a system that you know other people are going to play. Yeah, your local area, too. If you, they will, uh, if you plan on... Uh, if you live in none of it and there's nobody else gaming, uh, you're not going to know what the meta is. That's going to be tough. But, you know... The other, Around here, there's plenty of people to ask. The other thing too is like when you're when you're taking part in the event, talk to the TO, talk to the volunteers, right? Like, can they recommend people to, to chat with or? Oh yeah. Like now you know five voices, so I'm sure you can come to one of our events and talk to one of us, and we can help point you in the right direction. And yeah. No, absolutely, and. It's funny because I feel like that also just kind of comes back to the play more games. Oh, totally. But it's getting to know more people really helps. And yeah. I remember <laughs> going back to the old Calgary GT. Let's go back to episode one stuff right here. And <laughs> uh, getting out to that first tournament, even though I was a shitty player, was a really good experience to kind of see what's out there, see what the other players are doing, and to meet other people that are trying to do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. it, it might sound harsh, but don't go to win your first tournament, right? You right. lose. Go go There's to a learning meet curve. people. <laughs> yeah, go to meet people, and and it's more of the experience than winning a trophy or a prize. There's a guy that uh, apparently, on that note, was a world class StarCraft player and decided he wanted to start playing 40k. Made top tables of Adepticon, first tournament ever. Whoa! That's what was his APM? Business. I have no idea. His APM of rolling dice so fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you got anything, Mike? No, no, I'm I'm good. Okay, play so play games. Play games. Moving on. What is the best vent? And this is from Darren James. No. Plevin. Cool. Has his last name. Um, so what? <laughs> so, what's the best venue in the city for demo games of the various systems? And who are our local press gangers and henchmen, etc.? I don't know who uh, the actual people are for those roles, but I know one of the best places are going to be any of the friendly local game stores. So uh, I personally like Thunderground. There's a lot of people running stuff out of there. I actually want to do an episode on this, so I, I want to talk about... So should we all shut up and stay quiet? Uh, well, and we'll answer your question J later. James wants a little bit of everything. Like, who can I? Who can we mention? I know um, Press Gangers, I think we got one or two in the We city? have two Press Gangers that I know of right now. One is Michael McKetty who ran our Steamroller on Saturday. 
And the other one is Matthew... Oh, I'm gonna Corliss? Butcher. Corliss? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and he largely runs out of Thunderground. I yeah. think one of the issues right now is that um, Thunderground is an amazing place if you want to go there to play Infinity or War Machine or Magic the Gathering. But between those three things, he's crammed. It's a small store, and that's all he's kind of got there. Uh, I think if you want to get any games in for X-Wing, Mission Fun and Games has a very strong community there on Saturdays. Yeah, Saturday is uh, League Days at Mission, that's for sure. And I know, I think it's every other Saturday at Mission is also the Flames of War guys. I think at the end of the day, there's no real definitive answer for this. It's more, what game system do you want? Find the store that stocks the most of that, and then you'll probably find a segue. Especially in Edmonton, I mean, if you want to learn uh, 40k or fantasy, probably a GW. I, I and the episode that I want to do is I want to talk about the gaming stores and like what system, if you play, is the best to play there. Okay, so we'll leave that one kind of openish. So your answer is yeah. to be continued. Bum, bum, bum. There's a couple names and then yeah, and then we can address that in a future. Episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, sounds good. Um, okay, so the next one, Jonathan Boriental Wong, Burnas or Tankbusters. Has anyone read the new book? <laughs> I haven't read the new book yet, but I'm pretty sure tank busters can actually choose what they shoot at now. So that's probably good. Oh, that's very good. I'm going to just say Burnas because I like the look of the Burnas. The, the like 30 second answers, for me, Burnas, if you can find some way to transport them, like a lot of stuff in the Orc Army, it's the delivery mechanism that's a problem. I'm pretty sure Whereas tank busters actually have range. So I, th- I think you could put them in an Orcanaut. You can put six of them in a Morcanaut. That is not open topped. Mm-hmm. Transport capacity six, I think. On aren't the, they? But isn't the Burnas min ten? I don't know. No, it'll be. I think they were max five, ten. Five, no, they'll be min five. Min five. So I'm know. gonna say, from my experience playing them in third edition, Burnas. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> jo- none of us here play orcs competitively anymore, and I I don't like them. So from previous complex. editions, my have... ans- from previous edition, my answer is Ludas. My answer. Okay. I don't know if it's we're still going... true. So Burnas. <laughs> no, Burnas, Mike. Burn us. Awesome. We're running over time now. So this You're was... running over time 20 minutes ago. Well, I just looked at the clock now. Uh, we're <laughs> going to speed this up. James Paul, what is the best thing to win? Sportsman, presentation, or generalship? And Steve, I... go. Uh, just say it. Which one do I actually like the most? Which if Presentation. You... The lamentation of the women. What is best in life? <laughs> That's Ward's answer. We're going with it. Mike, you. Sure. I'm go presentation. Yeah, I'll probably say presentation because it's the hardest to get. Oh, I wasn't gonna say that. I just wow. I think it. I think it requires I the hardest. not that it's necessary. I shouldn't say that. I'd say that it requires the most work beforehand. Agreed. Okay. It is the most effortful. But on a side note, what's most important is what you want. Somebody might want best general. Now, Somebody might and want best sport best is but always this isn't amazing. about other people. This okay. is about us. I had. I, I had a lot of trouble. Answer, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, James. I had a lot of trouble going between presentation and sport. And the only reason presentation went out is because I work really hard at presentation. And sport, I usually get for sucking. Because I think we're so, all, I think we're all hobbyists in general. Yeah, we're, we're right? kind of a biased so I think podcast. We're, we're all going to go for. Yeah, I definitely go presentation. And I don't have boobs, so I can't get sportsman. Oh, oh, moving on. <laughs> uh, so also from James Paul, cake or pie? Pie, 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 cake, pie. Oh. One out of five always disagrees. <laughs> And last but not least, uh, Drew Robertson, a question specifically for Ward. What do you recommend for cleaning actual mold off of models? Oh, this hurts. <laughs> I've had, this hurts I can't brain. even get through this. I've had luck with bleach, but it's tricky to keep it from wrecking the paint. I heard that your basement flooded. My condolences. I didn't know that, that you're actually cleaning. Oh. Not mold lines, but like green mold. I'm more familiar with mold lines. 
Uh, uh, not gonna lie. If it's mold from a basement, Drew, uh, burn it, and hopefully insurance paid out, and you can get new yeah, stuff. Because that's a health hazard. I'd dude. probably melt them. I think, this was, I think this was kind of a joke. Don't burn them because you might put spores in the air. Just put them in a but bag, the, seal them. That is how you tape. kill orcs, though. You have to burn mm-hmm. them. Are they orcs? To kill the spores. Yeah, that's a good question. Are they orcs? Yeah. Uh, probably guard town space marines. Mm. Then I would put them in a bag, duct tape the the opening, and dispose of it. Full on exterminatus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <And laughs> Throw this, them into the sun. This isn't a question, but I just reloaded it. And from another one thing from Luke, he just wants to let us know that by. The Hobby Night in Canada standards, Heroclix is a miniatures game. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually okay with that. They are definitely not full scale. I will all I, I will go with the miniatures. That's fine. Is it one that I wish to play? Nope. No. But it's a miniatures <laughs> game. Sure. I just I got I was sad that Spider Man got tired of running. Oh, I ran so many squares, I'm now tired. I can't do anything. I'm like, this game sucks. Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> can Spider-Man only walk so far? Anybody, everybody can only do so many things, and then they get tired, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> Shows uh, you how much I know about Heroclix. Uh, I, and I played, like, probably eight years ago, so I don't know what, what it's new or changed. Or okay, what. Luke Barron, your, your, your comment was stupid, and I, I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> well then, uh, I guess that's uh, that's been another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm your host Tom, and I'm Steve. I'm Ward. I'm Mike, and I'm Dan. And paint some models that aren't moldy. Yeah, no, <laughs> throw out your moldy models or paint the unmoldy one.